0: Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 22, Billy Joel is going to help us to look at what is the challenge of ordained ministry and how good does church need to be. If you want to hear more about our Queen, please go back to episode 13. Otherwise, for today's episode, please make sure that you've listened to Billy Joel's song, Piano Man. This is the third of three episodes about the clergy, and yes, today we're going to think of the priest as a piano man, perhaps we should say piano person. The last two episodes, looking at Curate loyalty and how clergy show that they're normal probably raise more questions than answers. Today, I think, gives us some reassuring answers about the future of ordained ministry. In the words of Billy Joel, I hope it leaves you feeling all right. And yes, we're going to find these reassuring answers and good feelings in the Los Angeles Bar where Billy Joel played the piano. 50 years ago. Now I'm not asking you to turn your church into a drinking den and I'm not suggesting that applying for an alcohol license is a solution to all the church's problems. What I'm saying is this, bars and churches have some things in common and there are some lessons we can learn from people who work in bars, especially as we look at the role of clergy. People go to church for all sorts of reasons and we often don't know what it is that keeps them coming back for more. I suspect for most people it's some combination of the transcendent and the very immediate and earthly. I wouldn't be surprised if a neuroscientist could show us that alcohol and spiritual ecstasy hit the brain in a similar place in a similar way. Both church and pub meet human needs. Why do people go into a bar? I suppose to get out of the house, to mix and to drink and perhaps nibble or even eat. Perhaps to watch something on a bigger screen, to hear a jukebox, because they like the atmosphere. Is church really that different? Okay, if you have an alcoholic in your family, you might think this is very tactless. But just as bars tempt some people into drinking too much, churches have some religious extremists who get carried away with too much religion. And don't forget that some successful churches gather in pubs. The song Piano Man starts nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. I can't believe I'm the first person to hear those words and shift the time frame 12 to 14 hours later so that it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. The verb shuffle matches the movements of worshippers at my church pretty well. They don't run or bounce or cartwheel into church. Yes, like the people in Billy Joel's bar, they shuffle into church. Billy Joel has always said that the characters in this song were all real people. And here we meet the first. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. There are lots of old men in the churches I know, and even more old women. And some of them sometimes seem as though they're making love to their hymn book or collection plate or candle or rotor. In today's thought experiment, I want you to think of the pianist and the other members of staff working in this bar as the clergy in a church. And one of the things they need to be good at, it is sitting next to old people, some of whom are very sad. As the song takes off and Billy Joel's voice soars into the higher register, The old man makes his request. It's as though he grabs hold of the pianist to set out what he needs from his clergy. He says, Son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes. But it's sad and it's sweet and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. So here we go, straight to the heart of Christian ministry. The piano man Can play songs and the old man wants what he calls a memory he can't remember the tune but when he hears it it will take him back to something he wants to reconnect with what is this memory his daughter's wedding or baptism his son in the nativity play the girl he flirted with in his teens or just the feeling of being young and strong and healthy or the time before his wife was ill People come to the clergy wanting something. They want to hear something. And often they don't know what it is. So to get the clergy attention, they'll often say something silly or aggressive. And it's the challenge of ministry to know what they want and to sing the right song, to say the right prayer that will answer the human need. For people who are not sure how it goes, that's the clergy job, to know lots of songs be able to improvise and adapt. Some songs will be sad, that's okay, some will be sweet, that's fine too, as long as people can hear God in the song connecting with the reality of their lives. I think the challenge facing the piano man in that bar and the priest in a church are really very similar. I like the video on YouTube where the bar has all kinds of people, not just old men, what would be the pianist challenge for the young women in that bar, perhaps to sing songs that express her dreams about the future as she wonders and aspires? Are there songs to sing to those in the middle of life and for every age group? I fear some clergy are going to see this as just a bit glib and simplistic, and I can understand them. I told you in episode 6 that one of the novelists who echoed my doubts about growing out of my intense evangelical phase of ministry was Kasio Ishiguru. I told you then about his novel Remains of the Day and how it spoke to my fading deference for the upper class men who led my little clique of clergy in battling against the ordination of women. Well, today I can't help thinking about another Ishiguro novel from the same period called The Unconsoled. This novel is about a pianist who arrives in a European city. I think we're supposed to think of it as a Kafka-like East European place. The man is there to give a piano recital, but in this strange place everyone wants to know him, everyone wants something from him but no one wants this pianist to play the piano. This novel baffled a lot of reviewers, but I got it straight away because it echoed my battles with ordained ministry. I found the tale deeply unsettling, because at that time I myself was struggling with the clash between what I thought ordained ministry was for, what I was there to do, and what everyone seemed to want from me. I saw myself as a teacher and spiritual leader in an organisation that seemed to want neither of those things from me. So yes, it's not always as simple as Billy Joel's Piano Man. If this bar were a church, the people would often say to the Piano Man, yes, we want you Piano Man, but please don't play any piano music, thank you. And so to the chorus. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Now, church doesn't have a monopoly on this. ABBA musicals, where people sing along to the old hit records, do this well enough. Singing good sentiments lifts our spirits. But I think the most enjoyable singing, to come out of my lungs, has been when I've been in church. Church, in good form, can do this as well as any bar or any concert. Now the next character we meet is John at the bar. He's intriguing, doesn't quite fit into my scheme quite so neatly. He gets me my drinks for free, makes me think of all the generous people who gave me all sorts of freebies when I was a curate, from free dental care to holiday homes. In character, John is the life and soul of the staff team. His jokes lift people and the intimate kindness of lighting someone's cigarette. For me, he's the good-hearted, well-connected curate who finds ministry is killing him and dreams of a better job on a bigger stage. Yes, I could be a movie star if only I could get out of this place. Next verse. Paul, the real estate novelist, and Davy, who's in the Navy and probably will be for life, remind me of all those wonderfully obscure occupations I've met through church, from crane drivers to taxidermists. OK, I've never actually met a taxidermist but if I did, it would probably be through church. Now for me, the next verse is the most important one, the one about the waitress and the businessman. This takes us down to the gutter. In the video, one of the businessmen touches the waitress abusively. So we've uncovered some abuse, but remember that the waitress is on the staff of the bar. And that reminds me that although clergy commit abuse, sometimes they are the victims of abuse. But then the most profound words from the mouths of these businessmen. Here is for me the line that's at the heart of the song. The question behind the question in this bar is how good does it have to be to keep people coming along? To get people shuffling in on a Saturday night? How good does church have to be to thrive? How good does a church have to be to keep people shuffling in on a Sunday morning? And these badly behaved businessmen give me the answer. When they say, it's better than drinking alone. That's all it has to be. That's where the bar is set and it's not very high. There's a human need for what this bar provides and so it only needs to clear that our standard It's better than drinking alone <laughs> La, da, da 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 In Church Ahead we're interested in the future of the Christian Church and there are a lot of things to worry about. But this song gives me cause for hope. Because like that drinking den, our churches are meeting human need. So they don't have to be perfect. They just have to be better than drinking alone. Better than the alternative. Better than praying alone. Better than singing hymns on your own. If you're high church, better than taking a biscuit in your home kitchen in your own Eucharist. If you're evangelical, better than watching your sermon on video. If you're a campaigning Christian, better than trying to march on your own. The bar is set quite low. The last verse. Yes, you've guessed it. The old manager is the bishop. He smiles at me because he knows it's me. They're coming to see. Yes, the wise bishop smiles quite a lot at their talented clergy. Clergy who can sing a melody... To an old man who can't even remember how it goes and doesn't even know what it's called. And there will always be work for those clergy. And there will always be some congregational dimension to Christianity, just as long as it's better than drinking alone. I think we can manage that, can't we? La da 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 da. La da 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 Thank you for listening to episode 22. That's the third of 3 on The Clergy. The next 3 are going to see Revel on the Conference Circuit.